This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. A lot of things to talk about in Hong Kong, especially with the COVID 19 developments there in Hong Kong. Right off the bat, we're looking at almost half of Hong Kong's people infected with. COVID-19 and the death rate now, Melissa, among some of the highest in the world. So let's uh, dive deep with Claire Huang, our Hong Kong correspondent at The Straits Times, joining us now to share more of what's happening in Hong Kong. Okay, Claire, we know that the authorities in Hong Kong are still battling to contain this deepening COVID-19 outbreak. What's the latest situation or or numbers there? Well, guys, today we had uh, more than 21,000 infections. Uh, that brings the total uh, to about almost a million infections now and uh, more than 5,000 deaths. In the fifth wave alone, we have had more than 4,800 deaths. That's more than 90% of fatalities this time around. So um, most of these people are elderly. Many are not vaccinated. The senior care homes are a hot zone. The government is now trying to get them inoculated by proactively going to these homes and by shortening the time required to get a second jab and so on. In fact, they're also doing a reverse isolation arrangement. What's this? This is so that elderly people who are not infected will be sent away for isolation at two newly built elderly homes so that they will not be infected. And more than 100 elderly homes have adopted closed-loop management The staff will be arranged to stay at hotels. Mm -hmm. Um, And yesterday, right, um, Chief Executive Carrie Lam said that the cases may have plateaued. Um, But at today's briefing, she said that, you know, we we, we do not know that for sure. Now, the the fifth wave peaked on March 2 and March 3 uh, with between 76,000 and 77,000 cases per day. And the number of daily infections dropped to about 20,000, 30,000 cases the past seven days. So, you know, people are now rushing to the beach to enjoy it. Uh, you know, yesterday they, they were rushing to the beach to enjoy it before it closed, uh, you know, because it's shut from today. And we have Hong Kong and mainland officials trying to get more coffins over because supplies here are running out. So all sorts of things happening. All right. Now, all this happened, uh, the the infection rate, at least 700,000 and the 4,000 deaths that took place just happened in the past three weeks. Why are there no plans to further tighten uh, strict social distancing measures or there's nothing else to tighten? Well, Tim, we are at the limits here, short of a full lockdown, which is not realistic because of Hong Kong's housing conditions. You know, uh, you've got people living, some families living in really tiny quarters. You've got uh, subdivided flats and things like that. So public gatherings, current rules are these now. Public gatherings are kept at two, private ones, two households. Uh, you have to wear masks. To hike, run, you cannot dine out after 6 p.m. Beaches are now closed. Mm -hmm. Flights from risky places have been banned. Borders are shut to most non-residents and residents have to be vaccinated to come back in. So the economy is taking a toll. And, you know, uh, 60,000 people in the catering industry are estimated to go jobless because uh, over 3,000 eateries have suspended operations. Now, even if you want to go out and eat, the the restaurant now might not be open as staff and chefs are infected. And it's not just and it's just not cost effective and that's what you're ha- what's happening you know in government service all around bank branches were closed because they they had staff you know were infected and they need to sanitize the place supermarkets so 
It's no longer about tightening measures now. Experts have said that it's about vaccination and putting in place workable, reasonable policies uh, that the government is now slowly warming up to things like letting infected people isolate at home because, you know, facilities are not built. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Claire Huang, our Hong Kong correspondent at The Straits Times, joining us now to share more of what's happening in Hong Kong. Well, I would imagine there's a lot of pressure on the Hong Kong authorities, given that with the numbers, there could be a certain amount of panic among the people. At the same time, we've got businesses and all that complaining about the, the, the closures affecting their bottom line, right? In fact, forcing some to close. So when looking at measures, what kind of other measures might we expect to be able to be put in place uh, to curb the spread of infection and at the same time take in all this other feedback? Well, short of a lockdown, but but like you mentioned, the businesses are feeling the heat, right? Um, and the businesses have been battered here. So they are really upset. And Mrs. Lam this morning said, you know, there seems to be some hints of, I guess, easing of, of restrictions, I guess, uh, to come. Because uh, she said that this morning that there are strong grounds to shorten quarantine for overseas arrivals. So details of latest anti-epidemic measures to last until April 20th will be announced next week. So we will know next week. Now, her reasoning for this is that since the government has already allowed those vaccinated to isolate at home and to be free from isolation um, if they test negative on the seventh day, which is something like Singapore, right? Mm -hmm. Then it's only logical to adjust the policy for overseas arrivals accordingly. So we could be expecting, you know... um, better news on restrictions next week. And she also made the following point. Mrs. Lam said that, you know, she acknowledged that people have become increasingly intolerant to the policies, to the anti-epidemic policies, and financial companies are losing their patience over the strict controls. So... Yeah. It took them long enough to get to these conclusions. <laughs> uh, you know, something I mean, that people have been repeatedly saying, you know, with right. the, the group, the business leaders, the group representatives. But uh, as with all things in Hong Kong now, until it is actually carried out, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I mean, the restrictions are quite uh, tight, especially with travel. There are travel bans as well from so many countries. I just came back from Vancouver and there are no flights to Hong Kong. From a city that yeah, has, that's right. you know, mm. what, three or four flights a day coming in and out from mm. Hong Kong alone. Now mm. there's absolutely nothing. So mm. will they be, you know, easing restrictions for that? She has not. Well, what we, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But at least from what she said now, it seems like there could be that, you know, the government may change its mind. But like I said, everything uh, in Hong Kong is right now hanging in the air. So mm. we'll have to wait and see. I think part of the problem Hong Kong's facing um, now is due to the lower vaccination rate compared to a lot of similar cities. Do we know where it stands now? And and I understand that Ms. Slam wasn't too keen on tie hmm. easing of restrictions to vaccination rates. So maybe you could also explain why. Well, um, basically, uh, some of the top microbiologists and team right from uh, the Hong Kong University wrote in Ming Bao, suggesting that social distancing measures can be eased once uh, Hong Kong hits 95% vaccination rate, and obviously we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, that's for the first jab. So, you know, as it is, not everyone needs to be sent to isolation facilities, you know, and Hong Kong new researchers argued that uh, the city is not equipped to successfully carry out uh, 
mass testing, right. manpower and resources must be directed to, to those in need, such as the vulnerable, the unvaccinated elderly, and so on and so forth. But Mrs. Lum, so basically they suggested that to tie the vaccination rate to easing restrictions, but that was something that Mrs. Lum wasn't buying into, not quite. Hmm. Um, her point was that the government's hands will be tied if Hong Kong actually does this, that's an inoculation rate to relaxing anti-COVID rules. And she said that fewer people have been receiving their first jabs lately and that the remaining unvaccinated group may have a strong position and, and insist on not getting the jab. So as it is, uh, this mm. is the situation. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, as you were speaking, I managed to pull out some of the latest figures mm-hmm. on the vaccination rate. Apparently, around 72% uh, of people in Hong Kong are fully vaccinated. Those who are boosted only around 29.4%. Wow. Well, very uh, interesting what's happening in Hong Kong. We are, of course, keeping a close eye as well here in the news. Claire, thank you very much for joining us. And do take care of yourself. Yes, please. Claire Huang, (laughs) Hong Kong correspondent at The Straits Times, joining us here for Inside Hong Kong. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.